living longer and staying healthier. It's Healthy Talk with Dr. Michael Smith, MD. Here's your host, Dr. Mike. So are mercury fillings really that bad? My guest is Dr. Robert Gregg. He's the president and chairman of the board of Millennium Dental Technologies. He's a formal faculty member at UCLA School of Dentistry. You know, he's been using lasers clinically since like the 1990s. He's given lectures on how to use laser treatments for, for your gums and teeth all over the world. Uh, Dr. Gregg is also the co-developer and patent holder of the LANEP laser Paradinitis uh, treatment. Uh, Dr. Greg, welcome to Healthy Talk. Thank you, Dr. Mike. Good to be with you. Uh, sorry about that. I stumbled through a lot of your introduction there. <laughs> some of those words. Uh, so yeah. let's talk. Let's you know we were on before and we talked about your you know the lasers that you use. We talked about gum disease, all that kind of stuff. And 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 I, I do have some follow ups on that uh, uh, on that past interview. But I want to focus. I brought you on again because I thought you were a great guest. And I wanted to talk about mercury fillings with you. Um, now, I, I found a site, Dr. Greg, here that kind of went through the history of mercury as a filling for teeth and cavities. And it looks like, um, and I didn't know this, it was first used in the United States way back in the 1830s. Can you just give us a little bit of history about mercury in, in, in dentistry? Well, it goes back all the way to the Ming Dynasty in the 600 A.D., and was used in Germany in 1500. It's a simple composition of quicksilver or mercury and silver powder. And uh, so you mix those two together and they form a solid, which is really quite an interesting property. It's, uh, it's easy to put in the mouth. Um, it's, uh, you can, just about anybody can put it in. It's like wood spackle for the walls. It's a pasty type substance when you put it in and then it hardens. I mean, it doesn't get any easier than that. So even mid-level providers are being advocated to, to place it because there's no real skill involved. But it's, I tell patients it's Civil War dentistry. Why are we doing that sort of dentistry in the age of resin, ceramics, bonding, and high-tech dentistry? Yeah. Well, you know, but, you know, looking at the history, even when it was first used in the United States in the 1800s, there was some concern about it back then, true? Sure, because mercury is a known neurotoxin, and... Uh, there's always a, a concern about what happens to that ner that mercury as the amalgam is setting up because it, it isn't an instant set. It does take a you know few minutes for that to set up. Um, there is now some evidence, even on the FDA's uh, website, talks about the release of mercury vapor in the mouth during chewing, drinking carbonated beverages, um, tooth grinding at night, and and the, and the like. And if, if the mercury, obviously, we, we know, as you said, it's a neurotoxin. What are some of the other, you know, health uh, consequences of, of mercury in your system? Well, it, it, neurotoxins uh, affect the, the liver, the kidney, brain, and uh, they can cause, oh, MS-type symptoms, you know, shakings, tremors, if you get a high level. Um, I don't think we're talking about that high level with silver mercury uh, fillings. I think we're talking about whether or not it, it affects the immune system. Um, I've seen that the localized immune response with tissues that turn fire red in the presence of, of amalgam touching the tissue or near the tissue. And, uh, and as soon as you remove the and replace the amalgam, that fire red tissue goes away. Um, other people are just very sensitive to chemicals 
in the environment. And I've replaced them on a doctor's orders, if you will, because of a patient's compromised immune system. So anything that, that uh, challenges the immune system. But some of the other interesting things that never get talked about is that silver is a metallic substance, or mercury fillings are a metallic substance. They interact with saliva and other metals in the mouth, like gold, and you create a galvanic current. Now, galvanism has other problems, again, in sensitive people. I've worked with Chinese uh, doctors who tell me that it affects the meridians in the body if they have this low-grade electrical current where it's not supposed to be. Uh, there's also the issue of galvanic decay underneath a crown. So you have a silver filling that was once there. You prep the tooth for a crown. You leave some silver behind, and then you put a gold crown on or a gold crown with a porcelain overlay, and that actually starts an electrical current that can cause decay underneath the crown. And that, that's another concern. Um, the, <laughs> there's a saying, it's an inside joke with dentists that, um, silver fillings grow up to be crowns. Now, say that to any dentist and you'll get a smile. He knows, yeah. or she knows exactly what you're talking about. And, but the scary thing is, is when I got out of school in, in the, the, the mid eighties, I never was told that silver fillings break teeth. That's what kept me in business my first five years. Uh, silver fillings fracture cusps. They split the teeth in, into two. They split the teeth into the pulp chambers, so we have to do root canals. I mean, if you want to have uh, you know an annuity in a dental practice, just put a lot of silver fillings in because you'll be doing business uh, you know, 10, 20 years down the road. Wow. Uh, yeah. So nothing else breaks teeth but silver fillings. Yeah. How, now, how do how do some so I when I was telling a friend of mine about uh, uh, Doctor Gray that you were going to come on, we're going to talk about mercury, and she was really interested in this. Um, but she was she's had fillings before, and she asked me an interesting question. She she said, "Well, how do I know if the fillings I have are are mercury fillings?" I guess I guess a lot of times when fillings are placed in, dentists aren't telling uh, the patients exactly what they're using. So how does somebody know if they actually have a mercury filling? Yeah, one, one survey said 72% of the uh, U.S. did not know silver fillings contained mercury, and 92% would like to know if they uh, were going to have those silver fillings or mercury fillings when they were placed. So clearly, there's not a lot of informed consent going on with silver fillings and placement. Um, but uh, how do you know? They they look like uh, something gray in the tooth. They're, they're a metallic gray. There's rarely anything else that we put in the teeth that has that color. So if it's gray, it's probably silver filling. But the other thing is, you don't know if you've got a white filling that there might be some silver filling underneath unless the doctor says, hey, I'm, I removed all of the metal content in that tooth, then I placed the, the white filling. Yeah, and so I, I do want to get into, um, we'll, probably we'll have to move that over to the next segment, talking about what are some of the alternatives, what, what do you like to use, Dr. Greg, in these cases. Um, so how prevalent is this? I mean, uh, what, what if, if, if we have decided that maybe mercury fillings aren't the best thing for people, uh, and, and that type of message is getting out there, I think more and more people are going to be going to their dentist, one, wondering if they have mercury fillings, right? Number two, if they do, wanting them removed. I mean, are we talking about a significant number of people here? Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah, we're talking about 70% of the population has, has silver fillings. And uh, for, for, you know, decades and, well, even longer than that, it, it's been the primary re restoration for for uh, the dental community. 
Uh, only recently, within the last 30 years, have we come out with some uh, ceramics, some uh, plastic white fillings, bonded. Those are uh, more technique sensitive, and they require more skill and training to place, and, and they're more expensive, and that's, that's the pushback, and it's understandable. But if you can place something on a tooth that restores the tooth versus just fills it, your investment over time is going to be that, that much greater. You're not going to have the toxicity effects, the allergic effects, the fracture uh, problem, um, you know, re-decay. A lot of these ceramics have fluoride in the, in the, in a small amount. So, um, there's, there's other options out there and they just have to go to the dentist and, and have a conversation. Well, well, let me let me ask you this, Doctor Greg. If if somebody okay, let's say they have mercury fillings and it, it's it's they've been in their mouth for forty, fifty, sixty years, they don't seem to have any problems. Do they have to go have them removed? Would you still suggest that? No, I, I wouldn't say do a wholesale replacement. But I have told patients that there's not a single silver filling I've ever taken out of a tooth that didn't have uh, at least one, and depending on the, how many decades many multiple fractures in the tooth and that's not good for the tooth and a lot of people don't realize silver fillings and mercury fillings leach metal sulfide out into the tooth we're gonna you know dr gray let's let's leave it there this is healthy talk on radio md i'm dr mike stay well <laughs>